Welcome back to Fantasy Insanity. I am your host, John Bosch. Uh, today, I have somebody joining me that I am sure all of you are well aware of. Denny Carter has been kind enough to grace me with his presence. So, Denny, thanks for joining me. Yeah, absolutely, John. Thanks, thanks for having me on. So, I'm I'm assuming everybody knows you, so we don't need to do too much of an introduction. We'll give everybody the uh, ways they can find your awesome food takes and stuff towards the end. So, yeah. Uh, so, so I always start the same way, you know, when did you start playing fantasy football or fantasy um, sports in general, if it was something other than football to start with? Yeah. You know, I was, I was thinking about this the other day. I was trying to, I was trying to pinpoint the first time, first time I had ever heard of fantasy sports. And I believe it was like right when we got um, AOL internet back in like 1995 or six. Right. And I remember you know, reading about it in a magazine and then looking for it online. And I believe that I played fantasy basketball, but like didn't really know what was happening. I just, I just sort of like plugged in players. Cause I remember, I remember plugging in like, you know, like Horace Grant and other guys from that era, um, uh, you know, Pippin and other guys. And, and then not really understanding what was happening. But I think that was, that was my first encounter with fantasy sports, but fantasy football, I actually didn't play until, 2006 I think was my first uh season so uh and that was in an office league where someone asked me to join and I was like uh yeah I watch football all the time so I'm gonna be great at this so yeah plug me in man so how how did it go then since you obviously went into it knowing you were gonna be great at it how'd that first season go yeah it was a total it was a total debacle from from week (laughs) one on uh I, I was I was destroyed uh summarily destroyed by every opponent almost i think i won two games and i had no concept about you know what what was happening uh um you know how to how to you know maximize points you know which players to to grab and and which positions to focus on i mean i was just completely lost but doing so poorly uh you know drove me you know to become obsessed with it and try to get better and better and better so yeah. Uh, a lot of times fail. I, I can't accept failure in things. So if I do don't succeed at something, mm-hmm. then I obviously will work way harder than what I probably would have if I succeeded initially. So that's, yeah, uh, failure yeah. can be a driving factor. No, no. Listen, I, I, I wonder sometimes if I had, you know, somehow stumbled on, you know, eight wins that year or like made the got to the championship or something. I want. I wonder if if I would even still be playing today because uh, because I can't tell you how how mad I was about being the laughing stock of that league. I mean, I was. I mean, I tried not to show it. You know, in the office, I tried not to show it because I didn't want to be like the the small guy. You know, who's who's ranting and raving and screaming about people uh, <laughs> mocking his fantasy football team. But uh, but you be, know, be, be happy it was an office league, and your first league wasn't like a group of close friends league, and you performed like that. I know, no, trust me. And and then I so later on, I I formed a a, a league with my friends and brothers in law, and um, that was that was such a cutthroat league, and it, it disbanded because of lack of interest. Amazingly, so. <laughs> So when did you when did you take on a little bit more in the fantasy football world? When did you decide just simply playing in leagues wasn't enough for you? Um, I well, my first uh, first writing fantasy writing gig was 2012 um, for the fakefootball.com. Chet Gresham was kind enough to um, uh, to give me a shot there, and uh, I still write for the fake football. Um, my fantasy equity scores are posted there every summer, including this summer. Uh, so, you know, I'll always, I'll always be appreciative for that. But, you know, I, I found myself, you know, you know, writing a lot about, about the fantasy, you know, uh, fantasy implications uh, of injuries of other roster moves, uh, you know, the, um, the strategy behind when to get a quarterback, when to get a defense, this and that. I found myself writing about it just sort of for myself. And, then I was like, you know, I, you know, 
in the in the age of the internet, you don't write for yourself anymore. You you write for an audience. And I, you know, if someone from my generation, I can't imagine just writing for yourself. Like I don't I don't keep a diary. You know, I'm I I'm very public with with uh you know with with getting my my writing out there no matter how personal or private it is so uh so i was like why why don't i just try to publish this and i did people seem to not hate it and um there was a time when people did not hate me on twitter um (laughs) and and then so i just kept writing and writing and and, you know you you get more uh writing gigs and then suddenly you have uh, so many you um you're like that crab meme on twitter uh, you know, looking both ways, not not sure what to do. <laughs> so, so then once you started the, uh, you know, the writing, when did when did you and JJ hook up to decide to, you know, well, let's even do, let's do more. Let's just talk about fantasy football all the time now too. Yeah. Uh, well, I I was uh, kind of I remember being blown away by his um, late round quarterback book, the first one, because it was so accepted at the time. This was 2011. No, no, I'm sorry, 2012. Uh, it was so accepted going into 2012 that you must get one of the top five or six quarterbacks off the board or you are finished for the season. Like that, that's that's it because if you don't get – I forget the five. I mean, it was like Cam Stafford was in there because he had that crazy 2011. Probably Peyton, um, Brady, Breeze. Yeah, right. So – so yeah, and and that that was that was just the common thought. So he so JJ writes his book, you know, debunking that, and, and and not you know not just saying you're wrong, but showing how people were wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just was I was really I was into that that message because it was very unpopular, but it was right, and you could see it was right. So we started, you know, and I guess our relationship developed on Twitter a little bit, where we found each other. <laughs> we found. We found each other jumping into conversations that we were having with other people where we would back each other up. And so we have we have a lot of the same. We see the game, the game in the same way. Um, and so, you know, then living the stream sort of uh, popped up, cropped up from that. And we've gone from there. Yeah. And, and you guys, obviously, I mean, it's a it's an extremely popular podcast and you guys share a lot on that, which as a fan of it, I, I appreciate not, you know. It's a great podcast, so I can't imagine anybody listening to this doesn't already listen to that. But if you don't, definitely you should listen to Living the Stream. Not only are you going to get great advice, it's it's just an entertaining podcast. You guys have a good back and forth, so it's thanks, fun. thank you. Um, and, and then uh, so so then you've got that going, and then the main reason that I wanted to talk to you today is about the, the craziness. I darn it, I got to get better at brand the insanity. One of these days, I'm going to learn to stop saying the word crazy, and I'll say insanity, <laughs> insanity, insanity, the insanity yeah. of your company, Draft Day Consultants. What birthed that? Yeah, uh, that DraftDayConsultants.com hashtag brand uh, was uh, was uh, something that came out of an experience that I had with um, my wife's cousin. So my wife's cousin knows nothing about about football. I mean, he watches it, I guess sometimes, but he he doesn't know much about football. Definitely doesn't know about fantasy football, but he really wanted to enter this fairly, fairly big money league in his office. Uh, This is three years ago. And, and he, he talked to me about it because he knew I played and I I was into it. He talked to me about it and he said, um, can you help me? And I said, well, what do you, what do you want to do? You know, I, um, you want me to draft for you? He said, no, we can't do that. He said, can I just, can I just talk to you on the phone and we can, you can talk me through the draft. And, and I said, sure. And, you know, and again, like I, I wouldn't be open to doing this for, for, for anybody, but he was, I mean, this was um, an amount of money that he was very nervous about. So I was, I was, I was willing <laughs> yeah, to, he, yeah, he still wanted, yet yeah, he still wanted to do it. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Cause, cause I, th- I guess, I guess everybody else was in and he just, he just decided to, to go in. So, so I'm, I, you know, I go into the draft thinking that I'm used to drafting with people who, you know, do this for a living, who are, you know, very sharp about draft value and player value and all this. Well, this draft is a, 
as as a joke from from the start. I mean, I'm talking like three quarterbacks go in the first round. I'm talking, you know, defenses in the fifth round. Homers taking their guys early on. Like there was this Cowboys Homer who just kept kept taking Cowboys, and and we ended up making a team that. I was just I was just flabbergasted by the end, and I, I the guy's name is Chris. I said, Chris, this team, I, unless you're just destroyed by injuries, is is unbeatable. And you know, long story short, he went on to win the championship. I think he lost a couple games that year, and and I just thought, well, that that was that was pretty. I mean, that was fun on my part, you know, to participate in that. And he would have never been able to do that without you know without someone with experience like like mine. So. You know, the next year I, I, I uh, started DraftDayConsultants.com. I brought on um, a bunch of people to consult drafters, uh, uh, fantasy players, and 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 my my main, uh, you know, my main concern with creating a team for Draft Day Consultants was was quality. You know, because there are lots of people who would you know dub themselves experts or analysts, and that's fine, but you know, if we're honest about it, you know, there are huge, very varying levels of, of expertise. There are people that study it 20 all the time. They don't yeah. stop thinking about it. Exactly. Uh, they're crazy. And so my, my litmus test for bringing on a consultant was, and, and is still is, would I trust this person to draft my fantasy team? And if the answer is no, then I, I can't in good conscience bring that person on. If the answer is yes, then then they're they're likely on the team. You know, we we don't need a hundred consultants, but uh, but if the answer is yes, then um, then they are then they're definitely considered. So I that 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 stands today, and we've had an incredibly positive uh, experience over the first three seasons. This is our fourth season of Draft Day Consultants, and um and and you know it it runs the gamut. Clients run the gamut. You know, we've there was a lot of skepticism early on when we launched DDC and I, and I, and I get it. I totally get it because I would never want someone to draft my team. Okay. And neither would you. No, that's, that's, that's where I'm coming from. Like I, I, I wouldn't be able to fill a roster of people that I would trust to draft my team because quite honestly, I don't, tr- I wouldn't trust anybody. to. Right. There are people that I would trust as good drafters, I would never trust anybody to draft my team for me. And I and I get that. And, and and also there's this there's this aspect. What day is better than draft day? Draft day is yeah. great. Okay, it's yeah. that's the pinnacle of the whole fantasy season. It all goes downhill from there. It and, does. and and so um we you know, so people were skeptical and that's fine. That's fine. It's not for everybody. It is certainly not for everybody. Uh but we have people in, um, you know, what I would call high stakes leagues. I guess high stakes is relative. Uh, we have people in free leagues. I'm talking no zero money on the line. They just want to beat their friends. Uh, we have people who need help for an I, a, an IDP league, you know that, but they're okay with a redraft league. We, we they have people who don't don't need in draft help but they want season long help, you know, someone to evaluate waiver wire moves to evaluate trades and other things that, that, that happened during the season. That's become a, a very popular service. Um, and, uh, and the best, and the best part, uh, I'll stop ranting and raving here in a second, but, uh, the best part no, is, go on, go on, feel is free. that, uh, is, is that I, I find, you know, in myself and also in our consultants that there's real, that I have real investment, and how these teams do and how and how our clients do you know i i desperately want a client to do well in his or her league um because a it, it it's good for us i mean it, it's 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 good for someone to be out there talking about us in a positive way obviously um but also it reflects it reflects on how good we are and you know i i had um two clients last year my own personal people I drafted uh, with uh, back in, in August and I had them in championship week. Both of them were in the championship games. And I, I swear, I'm not just saying this. I know this sounds like a line, but I was sweating their games harder than I was sweating my own game that day 
because I could because I just I desperately wanted them to win, and and one of them won and one of them lost. I guess you just, that's just the way it goes. But I I was wrapped up in in their success, and I think that that's a key to the whole model of of draft day consultants. Yeah, I mean you're you're putting yourself out there, and obviously if you have a bad showing, you're gonna you're gonna hear about that, and you're probably gonna lose that client. So you don't want to you don't want to do that if somebody's willing to pay for this once. They're likely going to be willing to continue to pay for it, I would assume. Right, and yeah, we have uh, we have returning clients um, uh, th- this year more than more than ever. It's been it's been really great. Um, and then we have uh, um, people asking us already about our um, DFS newsletter, uh, which which we put out last year, um, and to with great success. I mean, that, uh, that newsletter for me was at the was at the centerpiece of my uh, uh, DFS evaluation every week you know and uh unfortunately uh tj hernandez and rich rebar have uh have very good writing jobs this year that uh uh forbid them from writing the dfs newsletter so we have we had two two new writers but uh but they are they are very good and i'm actually going to talk about them on twitter in the coming weeks uh it's anthony amico and uh jason jason shandle um jason jason is you know, for my money, one of the best kept, kept secrets on fantasy Twitter right now. Um, people should uh, definitely read his work, and uh, and I will be uh, you know polluting your timelines with uh, Jason Shandle uh, propaganda in the in the coming weeks. Something something for us to all look forward to. So, yeah. um, so then with Draft Day Consultants, you know, well, like you said, I, I, I am of the mindset that I would not. I would not trust, but I can totally see it. I mean, if if somebody's, I don't even like you said, high stakes is relative. But if I'm spending a ton of money getting into a league, what's I don't even know what 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 is uh what's kind of like the pricing scale for hiring a draft day consultant? Um, so right now, um, it is uh twenty nine ninety nine for pre pre draft consultation, and that's um to really uh you know look at at your your league members drafting history which is always a very a big mm. key in how we approach it if you know your league mates and their tendencies and you can tell us about those tendencies then that gives you a, a serious edge come draft day so that's that's a uh, 29.99 uh in draft consultation which is you know we're on the phone with you we're on we're on chat skype you know we're sending um a carrier pigeons with draft advice whatever uh whatever the case may be um is uh 30 30 uh 7.99 uh and then the season long package is uh 199 uh for uh for the whole season and that breaks down uh, i can't do the math in my head right now but i think that breaks down to like eight bucks a week so it's not yeah, a bad value per week and that's even like the, the i mean all of that is, I had no idea what the pricing was when I asked you that. that I'm actually shocked by, I'm shocked it's that cheap. Because, um, I mean, if it's $30 to go and study a league, somebody's, unless you guys have some sort of an algorithm where you just plug in the data and it kind of spits out the average of what teams do. But I'm assuming that person is actually looking at previous drafts and kind of studying the studying the each the individual owners. Is that right? Yeah, I, I should say I I uh, don't want to trick anyone here. This is per hour, <laughs> so oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, so that yeah, but, right. but yeah, no, you're right. There some sometimes uh, a client can provide us with a draft history, and and we can, you know, we can we can look at that and really get the client prepared to exploit you know inefficiencies in, in the drafting process of of his or her league mates. <clears throat> Yeah, that's still, I mean, even if it is per hour and, you know, that's still not, if you're playing in some league where you're dropping, God, I don't know, thousand, fifteen hundred dollars what mm-hmm. some people play in those kinds of crazy leagues. If you're not an experienced player that, that studies it as hard mm-hmm. as others, I, I can see why people would, uh, why people might want to have that little bit of an insurance policy to, especially if you've got way more money to win than what you have to lose. Right. Right. Yeah, that that's that's what we find, but you know, some people just just want to win and and they have no money on the line. They have just pride and and you know, so and they're willing to, you know, to pay for 
for an advantage. And I, I really, if I, if, if I didn't think that people were getting an advantage by using the draft day consultant service, um, then I, I wouldn't do it anymore. Uh, but uh, every, everything that we've, all the feedback that we've received is, is, you know, points to that points to that being true. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it. Yeah. I mean, you guys are obviously successful. So you're obviously providing a service that people are, are enjoying. Go, go back to, you know, 10 years ago, Denny Carter, would you have ever thought you would literally get paid to help somebody draft a fantasy football team? No, <laughs> no, I, I would have, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that I could get paid to write, write about fantasy football, honestly. Um, or write a book about it and people would buy it. I mean, that just, that blew my mind when, 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 that, when, when my books, the how to think book started to sell pretty well, I was like, Oh, so, so people are actually paying for, <laughs> for this, uh, quite a few people. Okay. This, this works for me. Um, I know it sounds like a pipe dream, right? It, but, it does. I, I can't imagine getting, I mean, I, I enjoy it. Like you said, I mean, I'm assuming that even if it's, it's a job, to you, it, you know, obviously mm -hmm. it is, you're getting paid. You're, you're giving up your time where you could be spending that time doing other things, but still you get to spend that time drafting. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the, the, the drafting is fun. I mean, honestly, to, to be in someone's draft room and to help them uh, create a, a solid team, that's, that's a lot of fun. The administrative side of things, Not keeping fun. track of, keeping track of which client is, which is with which, consultant you know which services they want when their draft is sometimes they have two drafts uh i mean it is let me i have a spreadsheet that uh gives me a headache every time i look at it but it's 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 very much worth it but the administrative side of things is um not not easy on, on <laughs> with ddc I just laughed because you just said which client is with which consultant and what service. They are. Yeah. It, 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 it took me to a place that uh, wasn't fantasy football. It would probably cost way more. Than oh, oh, God. <laughs> 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 it, it, it took me, it took me to, I don't know, for some reason that just, when you said it, it, it struck that. And yeah, I, I no, like, we, oh, we don't, we, we don't offer that yet. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yeah, well, you've you've still got uh, you, you've got some people on there. People have probably like, no, 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 no. we're going to move on from that. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to move on before we go too far down that rabbit that that rabbit hole. But uh, yeah, I it it is. I'm glad that you guys can have fun for it. I can't imagine the the actual amount of work that you put into keeping track of all of that. the The administration of it has to. Has, how much how much of your time is dedicated to keeping track of all that now? Uh, you know the the busy season is july and august and you know for so for that it's quite a few hours um during the during the work week i i i put into keeping track of everything with, with draft day consultants but i have a lot of help from my good friend uh, uh sal, sal is fantastic sal does a lot of the administrative work he also does consulting and if you are in a two qb league it, you you want Sal on on your side? I know. Look, I'm not. I'm no two QB pro. Like I I'm I'm still sort of out of my depth when it comes to that. But but he I've seen him work in a two QB draft, and he is uh, fantastic. It's actually kind of intimidating, honestly. Yeah, I had him on. He was on previously just to talk about superflex and two QB leagues, and that is my I superflex is my preferred format of fantasy football. I love sure. it, and. Uh, so it was awesome to talk to him about it. Uh, I did just look it up. It's at 2QBFFB uh, is his handle for those that are looking, if you aren't already following Sal, which everybody already should be, right? You should be. You should, honestly, no, no, seriously, he, he should have, he should have like 20,000 followers tomorrow. And, and uh, he's, he is, he's the authority on 2QB. I, I really, he's also very humble. So he is he, unbelievably humble about it. I mean, Right. So that, so in that way, you know, we're complete opposites, but he, he uh, <laughs> but he should have, he should have way, way bigger audience. Yeah. He's, he's great. And there, I like their site. I like two QBs.com. Uh, it's, it is a site that I use a lot because of the leagues that I 
I like to play in. So mm-hmm. uh, that kind of leads me to a question that I have for you. Do you play in two QB at all in two QB or super flex, or do you stick to that one QB where you can stream quarterbacks? Yeah. Um, I, I have forced myself the past two seasons to play in at least one, two QB or super flex league. And I recently entered uh, uh, a, a dynasty league that kind of blew my mind. Maybe uh, tell me if you've, if you played in this format, um, it's two QBs and a super flex. Oof, I have not yet ventured down that road. That would be, that would so, be brutal. I, the, the top 30 picks have to be quarterbacks then. Well, it was an auction, an auction oh, starter. Okay. Okay. Which and, is, oh, that's the way it should be. Auctions are way better. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you had, I mean, the, the auction was so bizarre because you, it's essentially a three QB league. Okay. Yeah. If you can, if you're the one that has three QBs, how many teams are in the league? Uh, 10. Okay. So there is enough quarterbacks where everybody can kind of have two and a half at least. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I ended up with, um, I ended up with four, um, and I had to pay, I mean, a guy like, like Flacco, I had to pay a premium for Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. but I had to, I mean, I had to, but, but, and, and, and this is, this is the, the great thing about a format. I mean, that's an extreme format, but the two QB format, as you know, it makes the quarterback relevant again because quarterbacks in one QB traditional 10 or 12 team leagues, quarterbacks don't matter at all at all. I mean, you can go anytime and go get a, a, a fantastic high floor option off the waiver wire in those leagues anytime you want. And so they ju- it just doesn't matter now with two QB and this three QB thing, they, like they matter, they matter maybe more than any other position. Although I somehow ended up with Julio and OBJ in that league and um, had no money for left for anybody else. So that was, I, I I say that I've never played in, in that I've never played in a two QB plus super flex, but I did play. I started a league about, I don't know, 10 years ago where it was single QB, but we had dual super flex. So it essentially did turn into a three QB league and it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was like 14 to 16 owners depending on the season, wow. which is why we did like, we wanted to have a huge amount of flexes and stuff to allow for that. Uh, and it was, that was, it was rough. That's insane. <laughs> it was, man. It was yeah. fun when, uh, I, I, uh, that one just went away. I, I stepped down cause I've taken on way too much other things as commissioner. So mm-hmm. it, it was defunct. But one of the guys literally said to me, how am I supposed to play now when I'm getting in leagues where you only play one quarterback? Like that feels weird now. It does. <laughs> so, certainly. But, uh, it, are, are there, did we touch on all the, uh, all the services you guys off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Besides, besides the, uh, <laughs> all the, all the, all, all the options Did we, did we miss anything as I sidetracked us away from draft day consultants? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we did touch, touch on all the various services with clients, uh, <laughs> consultants. Yeah, I just I just realized now that I'm ta- I'm speaking in the language of uh you know as, as someone who runs a prostitution ring. So uh, thank you, thank you for that. I hey, that makes you the that makes you the leader of it. So at least at least that's better than possibly the other option. Of course, you you're pimping yourself out. Exactly. Well. But hey, I aren't we all? Aren't we all? That yeah, that is very true. So how how often? A uh, little bit back to that. We'll we'll try to we'll try to do it seriously. I guess who knows? Um, you know how 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 many how many nights or days or you know per week are you dedicating then to doing a draft for somebody else? How how much how often are you being pimped out? <laughs> uh, for yeah, just for me, um, I I tend to. Um, I tend to do, you know, five to seven drafts per, uh, per summer with people. Um, and, and, you know, that, that, that varies, but I really try to, to, to farm out the requests to our consultants, our team of consultants, because a, um, they, they're really into it. They, they really want to, uh, you know, help people. And and B, it's t- turned out to be a pretty decent business model for every everybody involved. So I I, I definitely I love I like to reward our our team, which is which is a very good team. Yeah, it, it is. Um, you you have amazing people on there. Uh, just looking at uh, I mean, 
you, we won't go through the names because if you miss somebody, I don't want anybody be a, okay. to be upset. You'd probably skip Nathan. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, got to take a little dig. No, um, it, it, it does sound fun. It, have you scaled back then at all? You know, with your obvious recent addition, congratulations. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I, I, I have. And so last year I was writing this just – goliath of a dfs article every week it ended up being it was for daily fantasy cafe which is a really solid site um if if you play dfs and i i ended up writing this this game by game breakdown uh with dfs implications for for every game and it ended up being seven to eight thousand words every week and between that and my full-time job and draft day consultants and kids and everything I just I I couldn't I just couldn't take that on again this year. So my only in-season article for the 2016 season will be about kickers. <laughs> oh God! So ten people ten people will read it. Oh no! Wait a second! I know no the the people the people are hungry for kicker take. Oh. They're so hungry, oh. man. No, nobody no. should be playing in leagues with kickers anymore, even. Uh, but my my the the kicker column I'm writing it's it's also for Daily Fantasy Cafe. It'll look at uh, kicker okay. uh, kickers on Fanduel because which is, they, which is huge. Yeah, and and uh, you know because because they're, they're you know with the pricing in DFS there really is a strategy to picking kickers um, mm-hmm. as you know. But uh, but people listen. I'm I I rejected it for a long time. I said no no kicker stuff. It's a joke. Stop it. Stop it. But people are like, no, no, seriously, please tell me which kicker I should play. Like, just tell me. I'm so sick of guessing. Just guess for me. And so if I look at if I can give some sort of well-reasoned explanation as to why a certain kicker has a certain good matchup on a certain week, then I then I'll do it. You are kickers are so inconsistent. You are setting yourself up for just absolute disaster on Twitter. It, it's it's a total masochistic move, right? Jeez. Oh, well, good luck with that, people. If you like <laughs> kicker takes, <laughs> you gonna, you're gonna you're gonna delete this show now, aren't you? Gonna, no, just... no, no, no. I'll wait for everybody else to tell me to delete it. <laughs> good. Uh, I gotta believe uh, at this point now. That's that's just a running joke. That every time you see it, it's. I gotta believe more people do it now out of kind of out of a respect than an actual request, right? For for people people asking me to delete my Twitter account, well, of course, yeah. Um, I I would say it's it's beyond a running joke, and it's become like part of my identity yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> is is like the person who should delete delete his account. Uh, but people are so creative about telling me to delete my account. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I, I laugh at uh, I, I I at least smirk at all of them, but. There are some people who who really take time to show me the ways in which they hate my Twitter account, and I appreciate <laughs> that. That's that's very nice. Yeah, if they're gonna go out that far out of their way to create that kind of uh to to try and make an impression, I think they actually probably enjoy your account. No, no, listen. If you listen, if you go out and you make a meme telling right. me to delete my account, then here's what that tells me: you love my account. Yes. You love it. Even even responding, t- taking the the oh my gosh, the whole one second to hit reply and put delete your account. Even that, somebody's going out of their way to do something instead of just moving past it. Someone, so I had I had some Game of Thrones takes last night, and and my so I I logged off because things were getting a little a little hot and heavy in the mentions. So I, I log on this morning, and I have I seriously must have had. 20 people tell me to delete my account, but they were serious because they were seriously offended that I said that Game of Thrones used to be much better than it is today. And oh dear God, you would have thought you would have thought that I had launched a personal attack against their their mothers. I I don't watch Game of Thrones. Sorry, sorry, people. I I don't have HBO, so we, the, we, look, it's, we don't it, watch it yet. I'm not one of these people who's who who said who who demands that everyone watches these popular shows um because i tend to hate popular things now i like game of thrones what wait what breaking news great shocking 
<laughs> yes, as someone called me, <laughs> someone called me um, today on Twitter, uh, a hipster doofus. So that was hey, a new one. That's a, that's a Seinfeld reference right there. It, it, is it? Yes, that's what Kramer's a hipster doofus. Oh, I didn't know that's that. a Seinfeld reference. Oh, oh. yeah, yes. Dang. Obviously, you hate Seinfeld because you didn't you didn't pick up that reference. No, no, I no, I'm I'm into Seinfeld, <laughs> but that makes you a hipster doofus, I think. Uh, that would be the first. I probably people call me a doofus. <laughs> I don't know that anybody would ever. I don't know that anybody would call me a hipster. I will say, I'll share. Well, yeah, I'll share this. I was at Disney uh, last year in. I am not a smartphone user, believe it or not, world. I don't care. Like, wow. I, I know. Believe it or not, this is this is what I use for emergencies. Ah, oh. scary. No, I I pulled that out, and I still had the old razor at that point. And some freaking hipster actually looked at me and sincerely said, "Oh, dude, going retro. That's cool." And I was no. just like, I was no. like, no. I like he was dead set since seer that he thought i was trying to be cool by being like anti whatever or whatever yeah. and i was just like mm, nope i just i just don't care to keep in touch when i don't want to be in touch like, right no no and i respect that 100 percent. i'm jealous i'm jealous of your commitment to to not it's, having it's a smartphone no no listen harder every day. this is a good thing i i am envious of people who have that ability to not to 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 deny the smartphone, which is which is a horrendous invention. Uh, it's terrible in every way. It it uh, uh, deludes our daily life. It distracts us from <laughs> everything that's important. It, it 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 alters our brain chemistry. Okay, uh, and, and that's not like a I'm not wearing a tinfoil hat here. It actually does. Well, no, because that would mess up the hair. It, it, <laughs> You're right about that. Um, uh, so I, I love that you don't have a smartphone. And I would have tracked that kid down at Disney and I would have said, hey, excuse me, excuse me. I I don't think I'm cool by having this. Uh, this is not retro for me. I just use this because no one needs a smartphone. And you would have blown his mind. Yeah, I just I just grabbed my food off the line and went back to my hungry wife and kids. <laughs> I was like, ah. Uh, yeah, I was... That was probably the best move. I, I don't know that I would have been let off the hook for trying to for to not not taking the food back immediately while I tried to educate some young punk on yeah that that that's on, a good, on, old, on old man views. <laughs> hey, listen, that's a good call. But listen, I I I long for the day when when the the grid uh goes haywire and we lose we lose all technology. I long for that day. Secretly, I long for that day. Right now, I'm gonna go check Twitter. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I see so many I see so many parents like at you know soccer games or everybody's watching stuff. They're just everybody just watching through their phones, and I'm like, put your phones down and just watch. Like you can you got a whole big screen in front of you. Like there's people just watch your kids play. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, you're you're right. I mean, you're being you're being modest about about your you know your. Uh, denial of this phenomenon, and I and I, I I think that's great. But you you're on the right you're on the right side. I'm gonna Everybody have to else... edit this whole thing out because I'm I'm gonna get so much. I already get so much grief from people that know me in reality. No uh, no no you're no you're on the right side. <laughs> Everybody else, including me, we're on the wrong side. This is the wrong side. In fact, I've seen I, I saw a study once that said that you ha you have a much better chance of remembering an event if you don't take a picture or a video than if you do and because you're telling when you when you take the picture you're you're telling your brain uh brain no need to remember this i have it recorded on my phone okay so so that I, I try not to take pictures whenever whenever possible but you're 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 on the right side look i i appreciate your stance here <laughs> yeah we'll we'll see uh we'll see how long i can hold out once nfl season comes it it that gets even harder, especially now that, like, my kids are getting old enough that they play. And my my daughter had her her basketball league was on Sundays oh. last year. It was awful. Mm. So I mean, while she's in the game, obviously I'm paying attention to her. Mm -hmm. But as soon as she's on, you know, they switched half. They each played half a quarter. As soon as she's out, I'm grabbing my wife's phone. So I can't yeah. say that I'm totally against it. I'm just 
I just uh I just don't have it all. Wait, you're not. But you're I not grab my wife and check the scores. <laughs> you're not pure. You're not pure. This is no. this is uh this is no a, no no no. I understand that. I understand that helps my addiction to fantasy sports in a major way. So from yeah. that aspect, I can totally see it. I I I I didn't like being out of touch from the football games. That was uh yeah. That was a struggle. But I I would not keep it out while she was in the game at least. The other kids not they're not my kids, so I don't That's have to okay. watch those ones. <laughs> you know? uh, none of my friends listen to this, so they won't know that I just said that about all their daughters. No, I'm <laughs> all right. Um I, I think man, we, we really have gone way off track repeatedly. I'm sorry. This is th- no no no. This is a podcast with Denny. That's that's what makes it fun. That's what good. So um are there I, I think we got everything. Yeah, we're I think we're good on the draft day consultants. Yeah. People, if, if you want it, I'm guessing I'm guessing there are others that sign up for it because they they enjoy the unique experience of getting to have you know you or somebody else on your roster you know walk them through a draft. That alone is probably kind of a fun experience for a lot of people. It is. I I I've heard you know people send us emails um, after the season, and we've we've received a lot of emails that say basically that they they appreciated the experience of drafting with, you know, a Pat Thorman of PFF or, um, a rich rebar, um, you know, me or, um, trying to think about some other folks, Nathan Powell, um, your, your boy, uh, Ryan McDowell from, from uh, dynasty league football. So, um, they, they appreciated that experience because they were able to, you know, jot down notes, mental notes, as well as actual notes. And then, and then really use that strategy um, in in other drafts. So it's it goes beyond just that one draft for for many people. Yeah, it, it would certainly be a learning experience if you're not somebody that focuses on football as much as some of us might. Uh, getting the getting in to pick the brain of somebody that focuses on it all the time uh, mm-hmm. has to be a valuable experience. So sure. I, I can understand the why why people would sign up for it and i i congratulate you for starting it and putting it out there i think it's a it's an awesome idea good job on that and i hope it continues to go well um usually i do have uh just a few kind of off-topic questions even though we've kind of covered some of the off-topic things i I still want to fire at least a couple at you okay so you're at this uh you're at your at an office you know let's say and it's pretzel day at the office. What toppings do you put on your pretzel? Um, very light salt and nothing else. All right. So, yeah. so you're not going for that Michael Scott, uh, all whatever, 15 ingredients on, on top of the pretzel, huh? Oh, yeah. No. Well, here's what I would do. I put very light salt on mine, and then I would just stroll over to the oh, mustard, geez. and I would grab the mustard. I would go over and put it in the trash can, and then I would I would eat my pretzel. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, of course. That's I my assumption was that Denny's food take on pretzel day would be the plainest pretzel possible. I was wondering if you'd even eat the pretzel to tell you the truth. <laughs> I, I I I really I, I wondered that. So uh now it, when you open uh what do you what do you use for music playing? Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, whatever. Um a uh, Pandora, which I understand is only for old folks at this at this point. That is, even I don't use Pandora anymore. <laughs> I can't. I don't even understand the other music streaming no, options. Well, I don't get it. I'll convert you to iHeartRadio. It's it is just the same as Pandora, only you don't have commercials every five songs. Oh well, I pay the I pay the, uh, the sub. <laughs> which is... <laughs> That makes it even worse. <laughs> listen, I, no, no, listen. I'm 32, going on 96. You have to understand. Oh my God! See, I'm 34, uh, but I even I have even I have switched off of Pandora. It's it's on our TV. I think that's the only place we ever have Pandora. Uh, like during during Christmas time, we'll turn on the Christmas music channel to have it on the background on Pandora on the TV. You pay this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. four dollars. I don't even you know whatever. Let, let me let you know there's a iHeartRadio is a free service that I think you might get a commercial like the first time you open it for like 30 seconds and then it's on. So anyways, that wasn't even my question. 
<laughs> my actual question is when you open up your music player pandora what band are you typing in to to get started with oh uh well let me let me just see which which one is on right now hold on pandora is on oh david bowie radio all right oh so you don't e you don't even go custom stations you you just uh go to the station that they have listed then oh you you mean like like song stations yeah or... yeah if you if you go to if you seek one thing out right now if you were to go seek one thing out right now would it be david bowie then okay uh it probably would, but can I just read you the, the, the list of, of channels that I have here? All right, here we go. Please do. <laughs> All right. I have David Bowie Radio, Baby Lullaby Radio. Oh, 80s, that's got to be a good one there. I, yeah. I like that one. 80s Pop Radio, uh, Prince Radio, Toddler Radio, uh, Frederick, Frederick Chopin Radio, Beach Boys Radio. Oh, my. Daft Punk Radio. All right, yeah. well, hey, there, that's that's all right. Jazz piano radio. <laughs> I don't even know why I have that one. Um, and then five to one radio, five to one being the Doors song from way way back. All righty, well that that is an insightful peek. I I love the uh, the toddler radio and the lullaby radio. Yeah, we we had a we had a CD for ours that I I ended up making like five or six copies of because it played all night played all night we'd push play and push repeat yeah because if we if we turned it off like they'd wake up it was awful <laughs> you, you, great it's a uh it's an it's an all-night baby uh baby music party yes keep and just just please keep those kids asleep so all right well we we've i've, I've got one more I, I have to ask actually it's not even so much a, of a question as more of an appreciation uh in the beer mock that you did you chose Miller Lite, and I want to commend you for that. Yes. Uh, people are ashamed. They're like, oh, I don't drink that. I'm way too good for that. No, if you go to any party, there is always a cooler, you know, and it's stocked with Miller Lite or Bud Light, whatever. Your basic light beer, that cooler is always gone at the end of the night, right? And why is that? Because the people love yes. Miller Lite. That's why. Yes. Yes. I mean, I... I, my community of friends, we all show up with our own coolers. That's just like an assumption that you bring your own cooler of beer wherever you go. Uh, but there's always, you know, whoever's hosting always has an extra cooler and it's almost always Miller Lite in it. And once people drink their, you know, the, the, the four fancy 13% whatever's, then they're like, oh, well, yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'll, I, I, I love Miller Lite. That sounds really refreshing right now. So it does because you've just been drinking maple syrup for three hours because that stuff is disgusting. Like, like pour out your IPAs and drink. And you know what? People, people are afraid on, on Twitter. They're, they were, when I picked Miller Lite and then the beer snobs, the, the um, beer bourgeois came out and we're like, no, 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 this can't be. It has, you have to pick some obscure beer that tastes like garbage. Um, uh you people kind of but nobody's out. ever nobody's ever heard of it so look how, right 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 uh, so look at how cool. good <laughs> and and so people kind of snuck out in, in on twitter and said actually i really like that pick because i like miller light i said yes you do and then the best part is miller light somehow found my tweets are and you then, serious and then they sent me a 12 pack what and they <laughs> and the the note said the handwritten note said if you need if you ever need uh, oh, if you ever need more Miller Lite, let us know. So I'm going to let them know. Heck, on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> Is there ever not a need for Miller Lite at this point? At this point, I mean, I'm just going to celebrate because today is Tuesday. Yay. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is good for the brand. That That is awesome. Yeah, you, I, I, I respected you for picking that. And then Carla actually picked my, my favorite. I am a Yingling fan. So I, I will go, you know, yes, I... I don't know. I'm that's, sorry to hear that. That's by a, the way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that you like Yingling. That's that's too uh, bad. I love. I, I thought love we, I thought we could get along, but uh, you know. Uh, I I could show you my fridge right now. It's got Miller Lite in it just because oh. they don't sell Yingling in Kentucky, what? Uh, which is where I live. It's not sold in Kentucky. I work in Ohio though, and I'm only. I mean, so I'm that close to the river, and they sell it there. I just forgot to stop on my way home from work and buy some. Oh, so okay. I, I I want Miller Lite. So. All right, Danny. Well, now is the now is the time for those that uh, 
want to light you up on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and give us a run through of where we can find everything that you put out. The kicker. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so on Twitter, it's at um, CD Carter 13. That's where you can tell me to um, get rid of that account, delete it. Uh, I, the in the season kicker uh, apocalypse will be on um, uh, daily fantasy cafe.com. And then um, my, my preseason fantasy equity scores uh, our articles can be found on the fake football.com. And, you know, since we talked about, Draft Day Consultant so much. I'll just say one more time, draftdayconsultants.com. You also have a podcast, right? I do have a podcast. Thank you for, for reminding <laughs> me. Uh, yes, we. I have a podcast, and uh, I co-host a podcast called Living the Stream. And you can find um, all episodes, uh, all, I think, like 90 episodes now. We're, we're kind of closing in on 100. At, uh, you can find those at lateroundqb.com. Yeah, it's you guys are wow you're almost at 100 wow yes that's, that's huge that's uh and because i mean you guys don't go year round so yeah that is uh that's impressive congratulations <laughs> thanks <man. laughs> thank you already as for me folks uh you can interact with me i am at empire ffl the only place you can find written work of mine is uh i am part of justin spears commission panel on commissiontalk.com so if you have league questions, stuff like that, submit them there and we will try and answer them as a group and give you some ideas on ways to improve your leagues or solve some issues that you might have in your leagues. Uh, thank you all for tuning in and listening to this. Appreciate it. And thank you very much, Denny, for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you. We passed up on the We spoke of was and when was his friend, which gave us some surprise. I spoke into his eyes, I thought you'd die.